Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Realtor Nation podcast. My name is Ian Hoover and I am the host of the show and I'm ready to bring to you the Realtor Nation, a show to help you improve your business. This is episode 21 and we are going to interview a good friend of mine who's also an affiliate of our company, Deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors. And his company's name is Red Tree Mortgage, and his name is Alex Renning. He is the founder of the company. He founded it last year after many, many years in the mortgage business. And we're going to get into that in full details with him coming up. All right, welcome, Alex. Good morning. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you being here. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, not much else to do, right? So let's talk some biz. Yeah, let's talk some business. Absolutely. So uh, I want to get into your past. Why did you choose the mortgage business and kind of maybe tell us what path led you in that direction? Yeah, no worries. Um, so I've been in business for almost 16 years. Um, went to college for communications and worked for a radio station. And at night and during the day, I worked for Merrill Lynch. And no one really tells you in college, you don't really make tons of money. So uh, a lot of cool perks, um, got to meet a lot of famous people and got to, you know, be young and enjoy all that stuff. But I got introduced to uh, mortgages when I was uh, very young uh, by an, uh, a, uh, an executive at Bank of America. So I didn't know what a mortgage was. I had no idea, but it pays more, right? So let's do it. So um, I went for an interview and, uh, and I got hired. And so I started in the mortgage business, God knows when, right? So, uh, and uh, I've been doing it uh, for 16 years straight. So to the point now where I've opened my own company, I've held um, multiple positions, you know, I did the, the normal transition, you know, like branch manager, uh, market, regional, divisional, national, whatever. So I've held all the executive um, positions and I finally felt that, you know, I think I know enough to, you know, to start my own company, and we have, and uh, we're coming on to our year anniversary, and we're very blessed and fortunate because we're just, just killing it. Okay, so I got two follow-ups to what you just said. Oh, great. Okay. Number one is you said that you were in radio, so I have to hear what was your like your pitch like WKTV FM. Oh my gosh, you're killing me here. Come on, let's hear it. <laughs> so it was WAPE uh, 95.1, which was Jack's Mills' number one hit music station. So uh, so the nightclub gigs, like, hey, what's up? This is Lex. We're at the Ocean Club here in Jacksonville, Florida. You're, you're listening to WAPE 95.1, Jacksonville's number one hit music station. Okay. So that's, how, All right. that's how we used to do it. So. You didn't have no corny tag on, like, the, the station that rocks or the uh, – No, no, that was – that was Lex and Terry. That was our sister company. Okay. So that was those guys. Lex and Terry were in charge of the rock show. So <laughs> Very cool. And then you said 16 years ago. So you got into the business at the absolute perfect time, right? Because that was like the mortgage boom. Oh, yeah. I mean, you go from like making, you know, $35,000 a year uh, at Merrill Lynch, you know, which is, you know, good, good, you know, good income coming out of college, decent, um, to making, you know, well over six figures in my first year. So, wow, like this, this is amazing. But then, you know, um, to follow with your point here, Jim, you know, with all that good comes with bad, you know, the recession, the mortgage crisis, the meltdown, I was part of all, all of that. And 
I was able to, to survive, you know? So talk to me about the mortgage meltdown that was in 2008. Um, you know, that was before I got into the business. What did you see? And uh, from a real estate standpoint, because eventually we're going to hit another uh, bubble, maybe not as bad as the last time, but what did you see and what kind of uh, recommendation would you have to people in the real estate business and in the mortgage business if another bubble were to start happening? You know, uh, one of my mentors back then told me, um, you know, uh, refis, they come and go, right? But purchase business, relationships with realtors and builders and developers always stands the, the, the true of time, right? People are always buying a house. They're always buying. So doing this for such a long time, I focus most of my energy on building relationships with realtors, builders, developers, and so forth. So if we ever do hit that bubble again, you know, we're still, you know, um, purchase heavy. Someone's always looking to purchase a house, right? Maybe not a lot of them. Uh, maybe not, maybe, maybe just not a, a huge book of business, but enough to put food on the table. And um, one thing that I could tell uh, both agents um, and, and loan officers watching this is on the on the real estate side. I mean, okay, we're stuck at home. We can't show properties. So I I get it. Um, well, this is your amazing opportunity. This is actually a great opportunity. Instead of you running around open house, showing houses and doing this and doing that. Um, you actually have time to sit down and build a business plan for yourself. How am I going to effectively get my name outside of the, my little bubble in the next 30, 60 days that I'm stuck inside? Such as, um, oh, there's no business. I can't show houses. Well, you know what? That's, I understand that. Everyone has that problem. So what's going to make you better than anybody else? Go on Facebook. Say, you know, uh, don't just copy paste articles that you read in Newsweek or, or Mortgage News Daily or whatever, write it, read it, and put it to yourself. Hey, I read this great article in Mortgage News Daily about the current environment. This is how I see it impacting our local markets. Now, you you don't know this, but if now you've made yourself a market expert by simply reading an article and making it your own and, um, uh, uh, and, and, and uh, putting it to today's environment on where we're all sitting today. Um, Facebook, uh, do uh, games, you know, do uh, anything that gets your name out on, on social media. And I would strongly recommend Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we, we as a company, between myself and the company, we get a lot of leads from Facebook. Hey, rates are low today. Hey, um, if you refinance from a 20, 30 year at this rate, you know, it saves you X amount of dollars. I mean, there, you just got to find a way, a creative way to stand out. Uh, and as a loan officer, Hey, this is a great time to grind it out. Hey, man, yeah, we we we're not making money. Things aren't closing. Appraisers can't walk through the front door. Hey, you know what? This is your opportunity to shine. Reach out and make yourself the center of influence. That's what I call it. If you have kids in T-ball, right, or soccer or church, right? If you have a closed group, like we, for example, we have. Um, I coach my son's soccer, right? So. Yeah. I make it well known um, to the parents. Like, hey guys, I do mortgages. Uh, I don't sell. Like, hey, we'll refi you. And give, I mean, I don't give them the car salesman pitch, but I let them know what I do. So I've made myself a center of influence. So now, hey, you know, we're looking to refinance. Oh, wait, you know, Alex is, or Andrew's dad coaches soccer. He does more. Oh, let me, you know what? I'm going to reach out to him. You know, and then they reach out to me. 
And then, hey, do you, and, oh, we're looking to sell our house. Well, you know what? I have a good set of realtors that I can introduce you to. Fantastic. I have their name. Because nothing goes further than a personal recommendation from somebody. Banks are banks. You know, hey, I bank with, you know, I gotta say the names. <laughs> I bank with so-and-so <laughs> bank for such a long time. Or I, my credit union has been loyal to me for years. Okay. This is how I always tell customers. Um, I've been at this bank for 20 years. And this is their rate. Let's say, I don't know, let's say 3.8. And I am offering you three and a quarter. Well, I like my bank. I've been there forever. They have everything on my accounts. Right. But if you break down 3.8 and you break down three and a quarter and you break down the interest over 20, 30 years, right? Let's say, let's do an average of $80,000 of interest. Do you like your bank that much that you want to pay them $80,000 in interest? That much. Because I guarantee you when you have an overdraft fee or an ATM fee or whatever fee, they're not going to call you. Hey, you know what? You've been loyal. We're going to just forgive this. No. So unfortunately in our marketplace, you've got to think for yourself. Absolutely. And the, I, what I tell people is the most important thing is you want to deal with somebody that you're comfortable with and that makes you feel confident when you're going to purchase and, uh, you know, not all banks are going to give you that experience. A lot of times the people working directly for the banks tend to be a lot more, uh, I don't want to say lazy, but kind of they, they don't like to go get business because they have people just walking in the bank giving them business. And they're not answering their phone all the time at 8 o'clock at night when you have a question when, uh, you know, the, your local mortgage broker or banker might be answering the phone a little bit later at night or at the very least being communicating after hours, hey, let me get back to you tomorrow morning or whatever the, the fact is. You just get a better experience uh, overall. You said a lot of great things there, um, but I want to get a little bit more into you here. So you last year, it's funny thing is you and I were sitting down talking and I was telling you about how our business was, was growing and uh, how exciting it was. And I, I could just see like your eyes lighting up and <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you got the idea to open Red Tree when you were sitting right in front of me. Like maybe you had pondered it at one point in time, but you like decided the minute you were sitting in front of me, like I'm going to open my own company. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, like, but I, <laughs> like when I thought about it, I was like, I think he decided it right then. But what made you decide that opening your own company was the right move? Because I mean, let, let's just face it. I mean, you could make tons of money in your business, not managing employees and having the overhead of that beautiful office that you're in right now and all that <laughs> other stuff. Um, you know, so what made you decide to open up your own company, Red Tree Mortgage? Uh, well, uh, thank you, Ian. Yeah, you know, let's sitting down talking and you tell me how you and Alex started it. I'm like, I think I might be able to do this. So yeah, you were definitely part of the inspiration of moving forward and taking the leap. So thank you. Um, so, um, so, you know, um, first off, Red Tree Mortgage, people like Red Tree, what's Red Tree? What is that? You know, um, we, in my backyard, it is a large field. Think of it as like, uh, almost like two football fields, right? Completely flat, not flat, but open. And there's one little tree in the middle of this field. And my children always say, Hey daddy, can we run in the backyard? Can we run up to the red tree? So I get pleasure, joy, love seeing my kids just be part of it all, right? So I thought of red tree. My wife and I thought of red tree just because, you know, we are very spiritual. So we really can't call it the red bush mortgage. Right? <laughs> so we call it red tree mortgage. So um, I held 
uh, like I said, market manager position, regional and national positions. And in all these positions were great leaders. Everybody um, contributed, every CEO, every presence that I reported to, because uh, I was part of, usually part of the executive chain, um, they all had great things to do about their companies and obviously bad, right? But, um, and I learned a lot. I mean, I, I'm not saying any CEO or company was bad or, because I learned something new from everyone. But one thing that I did take away was, okay, if I ever started my own company, this is how I would do product. This is how I would do pricing. And this is how I would do, you know, personnel. And so when I started putting, putting together a business plan for Redtree Mortgage, I was trying to hit upon like, oh, well, this company did this and I really like that, but this other company did this. So I kind of tried to find the right, you know, the, the, have a meeting for how I wanted the principles of the company to start. So we are family. Uh, we are um, um, <laughs> we are uh, family, customer, and faith-based. So that true, I mean, the people that we have on staff are great people. They would go to bat for me and vice versa, and we take care of one another. And I think with our partnerships with, you know, you and Alex and a majority of your staff there at, at DHRE and some of the other partners that we have around Pittsburgh, I mean, we're – it's it's a phone call. It's a handshake. It's like, hey, let's grab a beer, or a cup of coffee. It's it's become not just like refer me, refer you. It's become like, hey, I really trust Ian and Alex and his staff, and vice versa. Where it's become very very personal. Um, so what I've taken away from my other companies is um, personal attention, um, and um, really listening to my employees and their needs um, and rates. I mean, we. We don't, we're not like banks. We're not like correspondent lenders. We're wholesaler, wholesaler. So would you like to buy your favorite sweater from the Gap? Or would you like to buy from the people who made the sweater that, that sells at the Gap? You know, I'm the small business owner. I'm the guy that makes the sweater. We're a wholesale. So we, we pass on the savings to our customers. So when you look at our Zillow um, reviews, 99% of them say lowest rate out there, lowest fees out there, because, you know, I'm not looking to get rich on every single unit. But if I do 50 units at a discounted price, well, guess what? We're still meeting the end goal. We're building relationships with our customers. We are providing a great source of revenue for the company and the, the, um, the loan officer without overdoing it on fees and compensation. So that's it, man. Bigger, you know, that's the bigger picture is more units and uh, flexibility. Okay. Well, let's go into your day to day. So, what does a day in the life of Alex Randing look like from when you wake up to when you go to bed? And we're going to do a COVID nineteen question here. So, uh, <laughs> what did it look like before COVID nineteen, and what does it look like during COVID nineteen? Uh, right now, uh, well. Uh, before pre-COVID, um, uh, let's see here. Sorry, just trying to kind of remember what happened. What, what we did <laughs> so long ago. ago. I know it's like what, the, what did I do back then? Uh, uh, reviewed locks every day uh, to see what rates were expiring, what weren't. Uh, we wanted to make sure was it is it our fault? Is it something that we need to train the loan officers on? Is it something that we need to uh, reach out to our customers? Um, about so we don't uh, have a, the great rates expire. Um, typically, emails to my staff advising them of market changes because 
every investor, every lender, every market news that comes out. You know, I I look I I believe I strongly believe, excuse me, that knowledge is power. So just reading a quick article, like, oh, I didn't know that happened today, or hey, FHA did this, or VA's doing that. Um, it's I think it's good. You know, knowledge is power. Um, Alex, you're gonna have to give me a tad bit more detail. I want to know. I wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning. I get my cup of coffee. I brush my teeth. I take a shower. I get to the office by this. I want to know like what's. You really want to know like the. I want to know everything. I want to know how you're wired. I thought you were like trying to be PC here. Okay, well, fine. You want to know? You want to know? Okay, yeah. So um, typically get up around 7:30 every morning. Yeah, I know that's late for some, but 7:30 every morning. Get up. uh, I say a quick prayer every single morning. Uh, Hop in the shower. I'm out of the shower by 8:15. Say goodbye to my wife and kids, and I'm out the door probably by 8.30. I am here in the office by 9 a.m. before the market opens. That's typically uh, pre-COVID. That's exactly what I do every morning. I'm here at 9 a.m. Um, I come in. I greet my loan officers that are already here because typically they get here at 9. Uh, my sales manager, Bob Soda, who's an amazing manager, he's here too. And we're rolling. They're typically here probably a couple minutes before I am. And everyone's happy. A cup of coffee. How's everyone doing how's the kids how's the family let's go let's rock and roll how's this loan doing how's that loan doing um i heard about this i heard about that um all right let me know if there's anything you guys need from me i'm gonna be in my office come get me boom so that's how we start our day um we have a gong in the office so every time a gong. a gong a little gong so every time um we get a lock loan they hit the gong and it lets lets everyone in the office know like hey we're ready for business. We got, we got a lock. Well, let's rock and roll. So, um, that is, that's how I start my day. Um, as an owner, there's a million different things that come across your plate between compliance, um, loan scenarios, customer issues. I mean, you have, I mean, there's just, I'm the quarterback, right? Um, so I'm dealing with a lot of different things. So trying to pinpoint how my day is from every day, probably from the 7:30 AM to the, minute i walk through the front door at 9 a.m that's pretty standard but after 9 15 it's complete chaos you know um so like probably the, the, the when the refi boom started uh probably beginning uh, of march i mean i was working from nine to nine i mean uh hey honey um i'm not gonna make it for dinner i just i'm just completely swamped um it was more for my ellas the more loans that we pushed through the more customer contact we have, the more uh, uh, engagement we have with our realtor partners led the way for a real, for our loan officers. So I just tell them, hey, just go home. I'll deal with it. Go home. I'll get it. Um, just because we don't want to leave or, or um, lose that personal touch to our, to our customers and to our, and our agents. I mean, you'll, you'll notice that if we ever do business, if anyone watching this <laughs> does business with Retro, you'll see we, we are very personable very easy to get a hold of. We, um, we, we take passion in our work. Okay. So you're, you're missing one thing. I'm going to assume that you have something in your schedule pre COVID for, uh, some sort of health, like working out or something. Cause I know your wife's into yoga. Uh, <laughs> so I know she's not going to let you just laze around all day. So what are you doing to like, you know, pump, uh, pump the blood, pump the iron, whatever you're doing. Yeah, well, uh, my my glory days of running and working out like a madman like you at five thirty a.m. Sorry, brother, you will not. I hate. I'm the guy that hates sunrises. I hate sunrises. 
I'm going to get you back sun, too. I'm more of a sunset with a beer in my hand kind of guy. So, <laughs> uh, no, I just, um, uh, you know, walks around the, uh, walks around the neighborhood with my wife. Uh, we try to do that, um, you know, every other day at least, but, uh, soccer, I'm very, very engaged in our soccer community. Um, you know, I coach, you know, the, uh, a travel team. Um, my son is, you know, uh, works out and does stuff with Beeling here, you know, really, know, really well-known soccer organization here in Pittsburgh. So we're, we're down there in South Point probably two or three times a week. So, um, and then we play outside, you know, in the basement. I have a big bar, but kind of shove everything to the side. And we actually create like a little soccer area downstairs and with a Nerf soccer ball and with two goals. And we play soccer a lot. So oh, that's how cool. we are a, definitely a soccer family, so. So you're active, you just don't hit the gym at 5.30 in the morning. Maybe I can get you on that eventually. Uh, probably not. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I'm going to work on it. I'll get you out on the basketball court hooping it up. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about uh, during COVID. So now your industry is allowed to do more than, than the real estate agents and stuff are. So what's your day look like now with everything that's going on? Cause I know you guys are actually still relatively busy uh, yeah. through this process. Cause there's a lot of people refinancing cause the rates are low. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so maybe not as many purchases, but more refis, but like, has it changed your day to day at all? It, yeah, significantly. You know, um, I just, today is the 28th of April and this is my second day in the office in the last 40 days. So I just got, I just said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to start coming to the office. I'm allowed to come to the office. I stayed away from the office just to be safe. But, uh, you know, we are considered a, an essential business because we're a non-depository. So I'm coming to the office. I've advised my staff to stay home, but, um, so yes, I'm still coming to the office. Like I got here this morning, I think around 9am again, like I'm just, I'm trying, I told my wife, I want to get back into that same routine. Um, between the marketing, the coming to the office, just I need I need that energy um, because I can't lose focus. I mean, they're obviously being the broker owner, can't lose focus, right? But um, um, the the way things have changed now is um, refis. I mean, uh, we had I think I think in the month of March and first week in April, I think we lost like eighty two loans. So we're just it, things are just crazy right now for us we are swamped busy uh, we do have a handful of uh of um, purchases in pittsburgh just probably maybe six maybe seven but we um we are now licensed in georgia and we have a we <laughs> we put on 29 purchase applications in georgia in the last 15 days wow yeah, and I know they opened up their state, and so yeah. a lot of other states are actually, even New York, which is probably the worst state of all, is still doing yeah. really more than we are here in Pennsylvania, so. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, we're, so we're, so yeah, on the refi side, up here in PA in Maryland, we're swamped, and then the, the added addition of the 29 uh, contracts we got from Atlanta, I mean, we're, we're swamped, so. Um, I did, t when I took a walk yesterday uh, around my neighborhood, there's an appraiser um, that's a neighbor of ours. And yes, I talked to an appraiser. And no, <laughs> he's not my client and has no loans with me. So just make it crystal clear. So I actually said, hello. You know, did that six feet apart kind of crap. And I said, how's everything going? He's like, hey, man, we're slow. You know, um, we're doing drive-bys. We're doing, we're assisting with PIWs, which are property inspection waivers. 
uh, but we can't go in. He's like, we're, he goes, I'm dying here. I have a small team of realtor um, appraisers and we can't do any business. We can, we're, we're, we're in trouble. And, and he, you know, he knows that, you know, I own a mortgage company. He's like, man, you guys, same thing what you said, you know, we're busy and he sees that we're busy and, you know, um, and he's just like, I hope soon we, you know, we can get back into the grind. Yeah. And the most important thing is stay positive. Keep your head up. I did a video on YouTube uh, last week, just 10 things you can focus on if you are listening to the show and you just need some things to keep your mind off of it. Um, now let's, start moving so i want to give some advice to some people who are just starting out maybe or maybe somebody who might think about getting into one of our industries so let's go back to uh let's say 20 21 22 year old alex renning and but put him in 2020 right what changes would you have made back in your early 20s but taking current market conditions in and what would you have done to build your career up Okay, so I, I'm probably gonna kill for this, but uh, we're all um, brainwashed uh, about going to college and get a degree and doing this and doing that, right? It's great, and um, and I think it's great. I, you know, we're, we hope our kid, our children go to college and do what they need to. But in our environment, being you, Ian, and in the real estate side, and myself being on the mortgage side, um, you know, I get these um, resumes from college grads. I get clients who have good positions and we're making just as much if not more so this is a great business real estate on the sales not being an agent and also on the loan officer side so coming out of college if you can't find the right fit of a job right don't shy away from the real estate market or to become a loan officer i want you to picture this um you really need to be an extrovert can you sit at a bar? And I'm, I'm not talking like be a lush, right? Be at, you're at the other side of the bar and you see one other guy or one other couple on the other side of the bar. Can you comfortably spark a very nice conversation with those people? Like, hey, yeah, weather's, oh, how's this beer? God knows, spark something. If you can do that, then you can do this business. And when I say that business, I'm talking about yours and mine. You have to be able to one, have a normal conversation with a random stranger and be, and be comfortable with it. Number two, you have to learn how to take no thank you, not interested as a tattoo on your forehead because you're going to need a lot more no's than yeses. Uh, one of my old managers, Jackie Brinker, told me once, you got to kiss a lot of frogs to get a prince, right? <laughs> so it's true. Yeah. Real estate side. Hey, I want to sh- I want to list your home. It's three fifty. Oh my God, it's a great commission. But I'm going to give it to my neighbor's kid or neighbor's mom or whatever, right? And you lose that. You're like, oh my God. You know, it's a bugger. Same with us. You know, um, but being young in this industry, yeah. If you went to college for chemistry or engineering or whatever, try to get into that field. If it doesn't pan out, seriously consider our environment. Our environment play, pays very, very well. And the best part about it is we can do our jobs on the beach. You build a good enough network on the real estate side or loan officer side. You, I took an application on a cruise ship passing Cuba. It was a million dollar application. And I told the customer, hey, I can do your application when I get home. 
I'm on a cruise ship right now. Oh, I don't really care where you're at. I just need it done. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that's a pretty freaking good, great job. Yeah, no, I, I definitely work when I'm when I'm on vacation too. It's one of the uh, pros, but also cons of of the industry for sure. Uh, yeah. so would you make any changes though from like what, when you started compared to where you're at now? So like, if you were to start yeah. all over again, what would what what's one thing you would change if you were to start all over again? Well, um, it's um, cultivate cultivating relationships. I would have done it differently now opposed to back then. Back then, it's the good old playbook of buy donuts, show up at offices, and shake hands, and and email everybody. They didn't have text messages back then. Uh, email everyone. Drop no, off, texts uh, have been around forever. What are you talking? Well, yeah, you're a baby, I'm, dude. I'm like double your age. So uh, you know the the donuts, the flyers. Uh, let me send you my rates for the day. Like the those the old day playbook. That's what what I had to do. You know. Uh, nowadays, everything's technology. So, um, you know, going um, using LinkedIn, using Facebook, using Instagram to try to communicate with realtors uh, or, or, you know, or, or clients. And if you're able to find uh, one little bit of connection, it's a huge of a difference. So if you reach out to, to a customer online that, uh, as a developer or whatever, right? And you're like, I don't know this dude. I don't know who this guy is. Oh, wait a minute. He belongs to this church. Oh, hey, Dean. Hey, will you and I go to this church together? You've never met, right? Like, hey, I like the opportunity to have coffee with you. Well, now he's like, oh, there's a connection here. Okay, yeah, I'll meet with you. Or, hey, Cindy, I see your friends with, you know, Ian. Oh, yeah, would you mind having a cup of coffee with me? Sure. So that's how you try to build a mutual connection with that person. You know, look at their, like, I know, I'm not saying, like, stock, right? Yeah, look. <laughs> but try to find a connection to that person. Are they, are, they, are they into race cars? You know, are they church? Do they hike and bike? Are they, you know, um, are they uh, community leaders? Um, are, is there anything that ties you to them? Because if not, your conversation is not going to be like, hey, we belong to the same church. Or, hey, we belong to, the, we know the same people. Or our kids go to the same school. It's going to be like, uh, hi. Can I sell you something? Yeah, and I, I get those pitches all the time on LinkedIn. Like, I help realtors. Da, da, da. Like, well, you didn't even look at my page because I'm not even a realtor anymore. Like, I, I don't sell yeah. houses very much anymore. My my crew does. But, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you have to be more personable with people for sure. And I think what I love that you're saying is if you were to start back over today, you might use social media and stuff as a way to help, but it's still people business. You're still talking about communicating and trying to break barriers down to talk with people. And at the end of the day, this is a shaking hands and kissing babies type of business. You have to get out there and meet people. I love that. Yeah, right. 100%. So one thing I ask everybody who comes on the show, and it's one of the last questions before we get into our fire round, is what is the funniest story you have about your career? Funniest? Uh... Funniest story about my career. Uh, I had a client when I was in Florida. I had a client looking to refi. We refied a condo, and he said, "Hey, do you refi in New Jersey?" And I said, I, "Matter of fact, I do." Because you know, you know, we're for a bank. So mm-hmm. I'm in the process of doing the refinance. Life is good. This client's well qualified. It's perfect. And believe it or not, an appraiser actually called me. Called me. I wasn't sure I could take the call. Like, hey, this is so and so. 
uh, I'm the appraiser on, you know, at 1400 blah, blah, blah street. And I'm like, and I'm like, appraisers never called me. <laughs> I took the call. So I'm like, yeah, can I help you? He's like, hey, but he was like, uh, I don't know, he had like a uh, country accent. I don't know. He's just like, hey, 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 man, have you, uh, have you looked at pictures of 14, blah, blah, blah? I'm like, yeah, I saw it on Zillow or whatever. And he, I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, have you really looked at it? I'm like, I have no idea. He's like, here, let me show you. And he's like, check out your email. So the building was, was, uh, had caught fire years ago. <laughs> so like the front side, you can see the brick or whatever in the front. But if, once you turn the corner, <laughs> it's like a tunnel. Uh, you turn the corner, the whole backside of it was like, gone the whole go like, i'm like and so you just see you see what i mean i'm like i'm so sorry i didn't see that so obviously we declined so i told the customer that hey man yo his name is jeff hey jeff you realize the house you want me to do i'm like what are you trying to pull here he's like oh i must have forgot about that so <laughs> you forgot this like half the building freaking kidding me right now so <laughs> You know, he was trying to do a cash out refund without uh, uh, home appraisal, uh, and uh, he got caught with the, you know, whatever. So, Wait, he yeah, already yeah. owned the building. The building had caught on fire. Yeah. Then he tried to get cash out of it. Yeah. Well, I think it was. Uh, I think back then with the Bank of America days, I think it was a uh, drive-by appraisal, and he didn't think he uh, de desktop appraisal. That's what uh. it was. So that's what it was. So he was hoping to get that, and instead you guys had like a a, a quick drive by, and the guy yeah, noticed it. A BPO so. or something done. Wow, that first time is first and only time an appraiser ever called me ever. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I ain't appraising this. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, All right, exactly. so we're gonna get into the fire round. These are the same five questions I ask everybody that comes on the show, uh, and I'm hoping you're gonna give me something with this first question because i need something new i need something fresh in my life what is your favorite technology tool favorite technology tool oh come on that's too easy an iphone of course no 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 like an app on your iphone or oh. something that's that that helps you in your daily business uh uh daily business uh scanbot scanbot what is scanbot s-c-a-n-b-o-t so you take a picture with your phone and it automatically converts it to a pdf uh, and, and it emails it to you and if you're in a tight space like on the beach and you have you know five pages <laughs> you need to scan and there's nowhere near you you take five pictures of it it lets you like take you know one picture at a time right sure, it, yeah it puts all five pages together emails it to you as a pdf and honestly it's it's amazing technology so it is it is amazing that that technology has come a long ways too when those apps first started coming out they were horrible and the quality yep. was bad now it i mean you can barely tell that you use your phone versus using a scanner yep. uh, i use a, a i'm an, an android user i'm not an apple user and i use a, an app called uh, cam scanner because that's what uh, android users are the cool kids you know like yeah <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're not the ones uh she we're not sheep in a herd we're the we're the horses going around the, the exterior you know like we're the cool kids but anyways uh very cool uh, yeah that's a great technology tool i didn't know what that was like because i've never heard of that app probably because it's an apple app but uh yeah i use something very similar all right so what is your favorite real estate and if you don't have a real estate what's your favorite business book uh you know what? There's no way to say pecan pie. No, no. Pecan pie. <laughs> it's a great book. 
That's an inside we joke. Know the guy. We know the guy. We do. Great, great book, great leader, great speaker. Yeah. Uh, on a side note, um, you know, um, I can't remember the name of the book. I started, I didn't, I, honestly, I, I haven't read a book in years. Uh, I read manuals and training manuals, compliance documents, reading a book, I'll be honest with you, I haven't. But there is a Navy SEAL, his name is Jocko, I can't remember his last name, my wife and I, she started reading this book. And she's like, this leader is great. And he's like, let me just read you one quick passage. It said, if, if the employees failed or fail or failing, it's because I have failed them as a leader. And boy, man, I'm like, yeah, eh, whatever. Then hours later, I really thought about it. I'm like, oh my God, so maybe she's right. You know, like, who said that? And she said, this Jocko guy. I'm like, oh, Jocko, the Navy SEAL guy? She's like, yeah. I, I'm like, oh, I had dinner with him in L.A., you know, probably seven years ago. Hmm. Very cool. So I'm like, wow, it's amazing. And then the fact that I got to meet the guy and have dinner with him one-on-one was, it was amazing. And he, and he has a couple of books out there. So I'm going to have to look yeah. that up. Uh, one thing that I, so I actually do read, read or, and, or listen, I probably listen more than I read to a bunch of business books. And uh, I was joking with one of my buddies the other day and I said, you know, the one thing that, these books don't teach you, right? Because I, I read a lot of real estate investment books. I have a rental mm. portfolio. I do flips. Is what do you do when the the whole world shuts down? Because <laughs> there's there's no handbook on that. Dude. Nobody's yeah. ever dealt with this before. So uh, it was just funny. It's like uh, you know, Robert Kiyosaki never taught us what happens when the world shuts down, right? Uh, mm. But I think uh, you know, it's, we're getting through. We're making it through. It's just uh, you gotta. You got to find the the humor uh, when when you can. You got to laugh still, right? Like you yeah. got to have fun still. Yeah. Right. So, if you were not a mortgage broker, what would you be? Honestly, I would probably be a semi or professional soccer coach. A semi professional soccer? Why not just a or, or, or pro? I mean, semi or professional. I'd be a soccer coach for sure. As far as you can go up the ranks anyway. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yep. You would not be like the new age Howard Stern then. You would not have advanced your radio career that far. No, I had fun. Uh, I did enough uh, adult games on stage and certain giveaways, <laughs> interesting piercings, stuff like that. Yeah, those days are over. All right, well, we've heard enough about soccer. What's your favorite hobby outside of soccer? Uh, it's not golf because I suck at it. So let me think here. Um, I'm totally um, getting you on the golf course now. Dude. <laughs> you can't be I worse than me. I can like, all the time. Um, honestly, uh, deep sea fishing. I, I'm a champ. Really? So, okay. Yeah. I, my last CEO I had uh, over at Seastone, we went deep sea fishing in California. Because I have a large family out there. And I think we caught like 60-some fish. Wow. That's yeah, unbelievable. It was, it was like literally, we threw rod in and zzz, just pulled it right in. I think we caught a crap ton of like barracuda, rockfish. Um, wow. What did you do with all those fish? You like freeze them? We kept probably only about 20% of it we kept. And the rest of it we just gave to, uh, to, a lo- to local families. We donated mm-hmm. it to local families. Because there's a lot of fish. Wow, very cool. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of golf, so we're we're allowed to start golfing May first. I think you and I should go golfing together, and then since we both suck, 
we'll do whoever has the highest score wins, right? Instead of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I play quite a bit, but I still suck. I'm still bad, you know. Like, I'll uh, do a shot for every lost ball you lose. <laughs> we could. We'll be passed out on the. We'll be passed out on like the sixth hole or something. <laughs> All right, last question here. What is your dream vacation? My dream vacation. Uh, we just did a cruise to uh, a day cruise um, over the uh, Christmas. Uh, this last year 2019 and i've been I've, I've seen i've been privileged to see a lot of different beaches because my dad was a pilot so we have to go to a lot of places for free um but i gotta say the coolest place i've ever seen out of you know caribbean and this air this uh, uh, um would probably be uh uh grain turk or turks and caicos mm. the walk i mean it was amazing so that's my dream vacation so once this COVID thing it's gone and over. I'm out of here. I want the remote. Call me. I'll be on the beach. I'm officially, I told my wife, I'm officially done with cruises. We've done three cruises in probably about an 18 month period, right? Because <laughs> we did, we did two and we thought we were done. And then one of my buddies talked me into doing a Disney cruise. Yeah. And uh, the funny thing is we signed up for the Disney cruise. It was supposed to be a bunch of us going. And then by the time we went on the cruise, we were the only family going. <laughs> I said like canceled and gotten their money back. So yeah. we had already told the kids. So we're like, I guess we're going. But for an adult to be on a Disney cruise, when you have like no drink package, you got no unlimited Wi-Fi, you got no casino, Oh man, it, the kids had a blast, and the adults were tortured on this Disney cruise. <laughs> absolutely tortured. I would never, if I do go on another cruise, it absolutely will not be a Disney cruise. Not because I don't love Disney. I'm going to get a lot of flack for that, but because it is torturous. You just can't do anything fun. Like the kids go to sleep, and you're like, oh, I guess I'll sit in my room and watch a Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah, our, our <laughs> cruise is a little bit different. I mean, we, we, it was just a carnival cruise. And- it was family friendly, and uh, but the kids went to bed, and my wife didn't want to leave the kids alone, so I ended up meandering the ship by myself. But it was all good. That's usually what happens with us too. My wife goes to bed at like nine o'clock, and I'm at like the casino till like that was me. In the morning. So, that was me. <laughs> that was me. It's all good. And you know what? I had fun. Everyone had fun, and um, you know, I'm looking forward to the you know the, this virus passing, and for all of us to get back to normal or semi-normal you know. All right. Well, yeah, me too, man. I, I think within the next two weeks, we should be back at it. Uh, but in the meantime, you and I should set up a golf date for next week. Let's do it. Let's do I it. Think, I'm, I think I'm down. I'm down with it. Yeah, you're 100%. down. Well, hey, man, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, I really appreciate your time. And we're going to get this uh, prepared and blasted out all over the place. And sure. uh, thanks for coming on, brother. Hey, just real quick before I get off, I want to say something real quick. Sure. I, you know, to anyone out there who um, doesn't know or doesn't deal with the HRE a lot. I've had the privilege to do some a couple happy hours with you and your staff. And I gotta say, you guys are just like me, hometown, personable. Your agents that work for you, Ian, are oh, you're just great, great people with good hearts. So we love working with DHRE, and I hope you guys continue to grow and expand. Well, we're, we're all part of the same family, brother. I really appreciate it. Uh, Deacon Hoover, Red Tree, uh, we're going to have some big things to come in the future. So, again, thank you so much for your time. We'll talk soon. All right, brother.
Okay, guys, that was a great podcast. I hope that you really enjoyed it. Alex is doing some great things in the mortgage business, just like we're doing on the real estate business. It's good to get another point of view on how things are going right now with COVID. If you are currently looking for some things you can do to, to help, uh, you know, keep you busy, keep you focused on business while you're at home, check out my YouTube channel, ENS Hoover. I have a video on 10 things that you could focus on right now during COVID-19 to improve your business. But most importantly, stay safe, stay focused, and enjoy some extra family time during this time uh, that we're locked away at home. And I hope you guys are having a, a good month for everything that it can be. We'll talk to you soon. Once again, this is the Realtor Nation podcast on the Deacon Hoover Radio Network.